0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. I am your host, 12 Kyle. We want to thank you again for checking us out. Uh, If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the Dead End Sports Podcast. We have a weekly podcast where we cover a myriad of of sports topics. Um, And we want to thank you all for checking us out. You can follow us on all social media accounts. Uh, We're on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, at Dead End Sports, Instagram, uh, you name it, we're there. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Again, I am the host, 12 Kyle. Of course, I will not be doing this podcast alone. Uh, Joining me are the homies. Uh, First up, my man, BZ430. BZ, what up, though? What up, though, brother Kyle? What's up? What's going on? Can't can't call it, man. Can't call it. so yeah, I have to
1: keep them crying around here. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. I'm up here. Uh, it's rivalry week in uh, college basketball, so I've been locked in like all week. Okay. And right now is the uh, Michigan State and Michigan playing right now. So you know, I'm like Smart. beat Michigan, beat Michigan. <laughs> There's those <no> Spartans <laughs> and uh, Duke and North Carolina playing Thursday night. So that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, a good one. So Kansas Kansas State game was on yesterday. That was crazy. So it, yeah, it's True. just yeah, it's, I love rivalry week in college basketball. I love it. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's
0: that's a good thing because with the NFL being over, we got a chance to kind of you know direct our focus to uh, NCAA and big dance. Before you know it, man, it's March Madness, and we're yeah. filling our brackets again. Yeah. <laughs> also join us is the homie Ken. Ken, what's going on, Playboy?
2: I'm here, man. <laughs> I don't even want to do this damn show.
0: Hey, man, we're, we're professionals. That's what we are. We're professionals, uh, so we're gonna get it done. Um, But, yeah, uh, I got some profound statements to make. Uh, Of course, uh, our other partner, FIFO, he'll be joining us momentarily. Uh, Again, this is the place where sports opinions collide. You are listening to the Dead in Sports podcast. All right, man, so here we go. Um, Obviously, the Super Bowl is over. Super Bowl 51, we were treated to uh, the first Super Bowl to ever go into overtime. The New England Patriots uh win it 30 to what was it 34 to 28 that was the final score uh Bill Belichick and Tom Brady win their fifth Super Bowl ring um so I start right there B just give me your overall thoughts on the game we're going to break it down uh we're going to talk about you know who may have caused this loss
1: <laughs> but
0: uh first and foremost man uh, tell me give me your overall thoughts on the game
1: um, I, you know, it, usually with, you know, of course, cause my line's never playing it. So usually <laughs> when it comes to Super Bowls, I'm always like, I'm always with the hope of at least let me at least have a, you know, let us, let us enjoy, have a good game and let us enjoy it. Cause you know, it's been a couple of Super Bowls where, you know, folks check out by the third quarter, you know, because right. the, the teams just are not, you know, or, or we watch the whole game and be like, wow, that was a dud. That was a, a, a terrible way to finish the NFL season. But I always every year I always go into Super Bowl wishing you know that we have a game that keep me on the edge of my seat, and this game definitely kept me on the edge of my seat. And it's amazing that out of all the what the fifty one Super Bowls, we never had a Super Bowl that went in overtime before. So yeah, that that that's crazy that that was the first time ever in history that a Super Bowl went to overtime. So um yeah, I, I thought the game was exciting. I mean you know it's a whole it was a freaking roller coaster like like no other. <laughs> You know, so, but yeah, I thought overall, man, we had a great, it was a great game. I was happy with the, with, you know, a great way to put an exclamation point on the NFL season as a whole.
0: There it is, there it is. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, What about you, Ken? Overall, man, your, your thoughts on the Super Bowl?
2: I wasn't happy with any of it, um, <laughs> mainly because of the outcome. You know, I was there and you know what? I should have stayed at home, and, and that was really the thing. I started to just stay at home, but. My family have a lot of Atlanta Falcon fans. Like they were born in in the state, live in Atlanta. Like they're fans every single year, season ticket holders. So the party that we were at was my my uncle in law, big time season holders, Atlanta Falcon fans. So I was like, you know what? And and, and normally my 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 father in law, they normally. Do the Super Bowl every year? This year they didn't. Um, so it felt poetic that we were having a Super Bowl party at his house because he's a diehard fan. I got to tell you, man, the 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 way that room was deflated. No pun intended.
0: No pun intended.
2: <laughs> right? I. Mean, <laughs> Um, it, it was it was very depressing, man. It was very sad. I didn't really have a dog in the fight, other than wishing to, or hoping to see the joy on their faces from from seeing the Falcons win a Super Bowl, and for them to lose that way, it, it was rough. It was rough, man. Because I really felt bad for them. I felt bad for the city. And it wasn't me. I didn't I didn't really care. I mean, it would have been nice to see the, the Falcons complete the cycle, the Cubs, the Cavs, and then the Falcons. That would have been nice. Um, but I really have a dog in the fight. I made peace with Brady being the greatest of all time, according to a lot of people, because um, that's all they talked about two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. They already said he's the greatest of all time. So I already made peace with that. I made peace with the Patriot win. So I was fine. What I wasn't prepared for was for the game to go down that way mm-hmm. and for the Falcons to lose the way they lost that Super Bowl. And to be in that room and just the way that room felt, the weight of that room, um, I it would it would have been better if I was at home, man, because there was a lot of energy in that place. And um, it was it was just rough, man. And just having to go home and just think about the moments and everything. I'm sure we're gonna talk about as we move along. So, for me, I thought it was a terrible Super Bowl based on the outcome. I know a lot of people that watched it that care less, like B, who won. You know, they they got what what B B is the NFL fan. Man, we got a great game. Right. Can't believe what I just saw. What an epic comeback! This was fantastic. Brady fans and stands, um, they were like, oh, my God, he really is the, the best now. Um, and then, you know, there's Atlanta that had a lot of probably grown people crying who lived their lives to see this happen. And the last thing I'll say is that I, I agree with a lot of people online where they were saying that that felt like election night. mm where mm. guy won, because you know black folks don't like don't like Brady like that. <laughs> unless, let's just keep it real. Unless you're from Boston, unless you, you're Stephen A. Smith, Smith and you don't want to alienate yourself, so you got to be professional. Right. Unless you played in the NFL and you appreciate uh, just the ability to play in the NFL. <laughs> uh, black people don't like Brady like that, man. And unless you're from Boston, <laughs> yeah. Right. Shout out to Dark Adams. He's from Boston. He grew up in Boston. Shout out to New
0: Edition. They're
2: from Boston. Boston, ride or die. That's his city. The way he felt is what Atlanta and a lot of people here wanted to feel and where a lot of people feel. Besides him, the rest of y'all, man, y'all traitors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kid is on one already.
3: Alrighty, righty. So my overall thoughts on the game, man. Um, it was a good game until the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> third quarter, people? I'm just – Man, look. You know – You know you – know, Look, man. You know oh, – Wait, hold on, man. What is my saying? And I went against my saying, man. We tried to warn you. So I feel some type of way. Because if I would have just stuck – to my saying, I'd have been I. You know what? I I I, I just drank the Kool-Aid, man. That, that that's what I did. I drank the Kool-Aid. And because I live in Atlanta, I was partially, you know, in favor of the Falcons, man. Um and, and, and but you know what, to be honest, with my with my eye, right? When, when I'm looking at the talent, the Falcons were more a talented team. Um, uh, Brady is just that special. He's really just that magic. But, but um, the, the Falcons did what they were supposed to do, and they the hell these balls of see Against New took their, their 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 foot off the pedal. They should have ran the ball. And I'm gonna tell you what costed them the game. That one possession where they were definitely in field goal range. They could have maybe. Could've took that. And then they got three straight games to make that or restrict that possession fourth and 33 when they were definitely in field goal range. It took field goal range and it took them out of field goal range. That right there to me sealed their fate. Nothing else that happened in the game. That possession right there ended the game for the Falcons, man. And I think that we have to look at Tom Brady, and as much as I don't like him. Hey, man, the man's the greatest damn quarterback to ever play, Right, Like, like it, 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 it is just what it is, man. He is just the greatest quarterback to play the game. And I think that if anybody had a question mark or asterisk or whatever the hell you have, this cemented it, man. Five Super Bowls and seven appearances. And and, and you're talking about a historic comeback. You're talking about the only Super Bowl game to go to OT. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it was just a, 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 crazy, a crazy win
0: for them. Man, let me let me first start off start off by saying uh it, I I thought it was the game was uh I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. Um first and foremost, man, let me let me start off, let me start it off right. Uh hats off to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the New England Patriots organization. Robert Kraft, the whole entire organization I mean to have a coach and a and a quarterback to have been together this long and have five championships, I think is incredible. And uh I was saying prior to the Super Bowl, I couldn't put Brady ahead of uh Montana because I thought Montana was the GOAT. And, you know, I have to I had to reconsider that. And Brady is now the GOAT. So I will give Brady his props. The props do. and um salute to the New England Patriots man i mean they 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 played the entire game and they won so i i will start my pod, start start this podcast off by giving credit where credit is most due to the Patriots fans congratulations cuz i didn't get a chance to congratulate cuz i don't know i only i'm only friends with one Patriots fan so um and i i shouted him out on facebook but um but yeah you know congrats to to the to the patriots uh, with that being said, I probably won't say anything else about the Patriots for the rest of this podcast, but um, uh, <laughs> the game, man, was was unreal. I, uh, as many of you may know that are listening, uh, if you're listening for the first time and you don't know, I am a Falcons fan. I have been a Falcons fan since I've been in the city of Atlanta since 1997, so it's almost 20 years. Um, I'm a, I was a former season ticket holder at one point in time. Um, so... For me, and, and just to put it in perspective, I, the year that I came, that I moved to Atlanta was the year that they went to the Super Bowl in 1998. So it was following the 97 season. So I remember that 14-2 season, and I remember you know how it felt and how, the, how electric the city was. It was nothing like what we've experienced in this city for the past two weeks, or not even just these past two weeks. I'd probably say the last two months. This city has been on fire with this team. And um to see it all crash and burn, and especially to crash and burn the way that it did, and we'll get into it a little bit more as the podcast proceeds, um to say it was disappointing is an understatement. It was it's huge. Um but, you know, there's people to blame and I will get into that as well. But overall my thoughts, uh, I think the fans who don't live inside of Boston or fans who weren't fans of Atlanta or uh new england i think they like like you said b they got treated to a very very good game um but if you were fans of the team in the red and black uh sunday sucked and subsequently monday sucked and the rest of the season is gonna suck and you just it's a very very bitter taste to get out of your mouth um and you know as you proceed forward it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out um so that's my take on that. Uh, so let's get into the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, obviously, the, this game goes into overtime. Um, well, first and foremost, the Falcons are up 28-9, uh, to nine, if I'm not mistaken. And the Patriots uh, roar back. The interesting thing is, Kennedy, is that the Patriots never led in this game until they scored the game-winning touchdown, which is even more crazy. Um, so... I guess the question I have is, and I'll throw it first to you, B. Did the Patriots win, or did the Falcons choke this away?
1: Falcons choke this away. Um, you know, I saw something where I think when it was up twenty three, twenty eight 28-3, Falcons only ran the ball five times. Mm. Five! With Freeman and Coleman oh back there on the ball, you ran the ball five times times you're up normally when teams are up by that much especially in the second half what are they doing to run the clock running the ball running yep. the ball running the ball you you cannot you cannot I don't care like, like you like, it's not like they have mediocre running backs that's that's the crazy thing it's not like they have me back there running the ball they have freaking Devontae Freeman who was having a good game and Coleman who was out there running too it's like the same thing goes back to the Seattle situation. It's like, dude, y'all right there in the goal line, Marshawn Lynch has been killing them all game. Give him the freaking ball. That's all y'all had to do was just run the ball. I think, I'll I definitely say Atlanta choked this one away. Um, and, the, and the thing about it, like I was telling Ken, like watching it as a Falcons fan or just as a football fan in general, you can't say like, oh, well, the ref, you can't blame it on the refs. You can't say like refs was making... Questionable calls, or refs was making doing this for the Patriots, or they was doing that. Patriots just got back in this game because Atlanta was letting it slip away by not running the ball and being the high power offense that you scored twenty five straight points and, and, and Atlanta could not score anymore against the number one offense in the league. Yeah, that yeah. Atlanta definitely chugged this away, and then that 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 drive that could have sealed the deal after mm. Julio made that amazing catch. You had, mm. you had what, uh, uh two holding penalties in the sack, man. Like, yeah, man. Falcons. It was two sacks. Two, two sacks. Okay. Yeah. Two. Yeah. It was two sacks and, and, a, hold, it was two sacks and a holding, a holding penalty. penalty. Okay. I said two holding penalties in the sack. Okay. Yeah. Two sacks, uh, two sacks and a holding penalty. All you had, if, if they would have kicked a field goal, the game would have been a wrap. Like at that point, that'd put even more pressure for Tom Brady to try to come back and score, you know, three times, you know, but he got both of the two point conversions, which was nuts. So yeah, I would say to answer your question, Atlanta choked this away. I think Atlanta definitely not not get not taking it away from Patriots because Patriots they they fought back in it man to be down twenty eight to three and score you know twenty five unanswered points that's freaking amazing. But yeah, Atlanta definitely slipped this away because they had plenty of opportunities to just put this game really out of reach.
3: I think honestly it was a bit of both because the Falcons did a, a, enough to get they didn't they didn't hit their season average. They averaged 3.8 points a game and they didn't hit that. If they hit that which was 34 and it would have did that earlier in the game, they would have won this game. So, to me it's a little bit of both man because New England needed a lot of things to go their way. They had to play. They got bailed out by pool a lot on a lot of third downs. But you know what, man? I I can't I can't say that New England just outright won it. I can't say that the Falcons just lost it. I honestly think it was a little bit of both. Um Golden State or the Falcons, bigger choke artist. In all man, honesty. Man, you, got, you got bells going crazy over there. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's it's all bro. Put that bad boy on I vibrate, man. Put it, it on this vibrate. Computer. I can't. It's it's the computer. The computer's getting text. You're on your oh. MacBook? Yeah.
0: Man, that drink sound like Little Red Riding Hood or something,
3: man. <laughs> Hold on, i let it
0: stop. What about you, Kent? Um, did, did New England win this, or was this game choked away by the Falcons?
2: I mean, it's clearly, clearly, clearly the Falcons choked this game away. It's the greatest choke in NFL history. I don't care if the Patriots came back from 25. I don't care if they scored 31 points. I don't care if they had to get the two-point conversions. You know, those are things they had to do and they did them fine. The fact of the matter is that if the Falcons didn't make all of the mistakes that they made, all of that stuff would have been null and void anyway. It just would have looked great on the, you know, in the box score. But when you're at the, what, 25, 30-yard line after that catch like B was talking about, and I saw it on Twitter, two kneel downs and a kick, and it's over. You got Matt Bryant, who's been drilling field goals from 50 yards all season long. And Darren Quinn's excuses that he didn't want his kicker kicking a 50-yarder. yard kicking kick 50 yarder. How about his basic football one-on-one is milking the clock? You know, your your team is reeling. You have a defense that's gassed. I think I tested this to y'all. I don't know if I did. I think I did. I can't remember. Y'all are validated if not. Um, is that it was Clemson, Alabama all over again. Mm-hmm. I looked at the the time of possession. I was like, oh, they need to, they need to get this even or they're going to get tired. And they did. They couldn't stop anybody. And then it was fourth and three and you don't blitz. I don't think they blitzed at all that game or at all in the second half. Brady figured out the man defense. They didn't switch up there, man. Like, they made so many mistakes, man. And that's what made this painful to watch and for the city is because this was right this was a Super Bowl this was it there's all you had to do be I had no idea they only ran the ball five times I didn't know that either that that just angers me even more and like I said in, in my opening I may it this is not about Brady winning his fifth Super Bowl at all this has nothing to do with him. I made peace with that. My wife reminded me about that. She said, you've been saying the Patriots going to win all week. Uh, after we yeah, you, you,
0: yeah, Ken, you were the only one of the four of us that uh, picked New England to win.
2: I, I didn't. I went with the city because I wanted to send them some positive vibes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel good about it. But after afterwards, when I was just, you know, after the show, you just kind of talk with her, like just going over it. I was like, yeah, I, I, I want them to win, but I just got a feeling. So I made peace with that. I'm cool with that. If everybody wants to say he's the GOAT, fine. He's not my GOAT, but whatever. <laughs> if y'all want to say that, that's fine. Um, but the fact is that when I look at this, all I see is a Falcons team that gave this game away. And and I know as a Brady fan, as a Patriot fan, you guys are looking at the comeback and all the plays he made. And you're totally entitled to that. But I think on one hand, you have to acknowledge that the Falcons gave this game away, and I know Brady said we're not going to give up. BS, y'all, y'all kind of gave up. The Falcons <laughs> just kept allowed- giving it to you, <laughs> right? Exactly. There was the fumble that happened, and that got you guys back in the game. And at that point, it felt winnable to you, you know. But at that point, when you when they were down twenty eight three, you can look at it. They all they gave up. They quit. They just went out there and made plays and kept making plays. And the Falcons just, you know what? I was watching um Sunday, this show on Netflix, and this perfectly sums up what happened happened to the Falcons. The show is called a series of unfortunate events. Mm. And that's exactly it's also a book too, but that's exactly what happened happened to the Falcons. Tevin Coleman gets hurt. They, mm. You know, and as soon as he goes out, Freeman comes in, didn't pick up the blitz, fumble. If Coleman's in there, his rhythm of playing in the game, being exactly. able to get the list packages, he may see that and pick it up. We may have a different outcome. All right. That's one. Okay, fine, cool. We, we, we're gonna get the ball back. But the fact is they kept throwing the ball. So then the left tackle, I think, ended up uh his ankle gave out.
0: Schrader, the right tackle, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then on the very next play or the play after, you call a passing play with your backup? Huh? What sense does that make? And you're already in field goal range. Why would you do that? And your offensive line, you just lost one of your starters. I think it was a starter.
0: Yeah, Shreddy like, starter, starting right tackle.
2: Dan Quinn and Kyle, just to answer the question, because I don't know what else we have, the Falcons totally blew this game and gave this game away, and they just immortalized Tom Brady.
0: It, it, it's really, and I, I'm – my head is spinning even more now that B gave me that stat because I didn't know. Because I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys and everybody listening. When the game ended, I turned the TV off, and <clears throat> I turned the TV off. So I, I didn't see any I didn't see any post coverage. I didn't see any Sports Center highlights. I, I have yet to see a highlight reel of this game. I have yet to see any because I've. I just I don't want to see it. I just don't. I mean, like, so you can call it spoil, you can call it bitter, you can call it whatever you want. I'm pissed the fuck off. That's what it is. But and, and that's just me being a fan. Um, and I'm Ken. Unlike you, I'm glad that I watched it at home because if if I had gone out, I might have smashed. <laughs> I might have smashed a few cars or burned something. You know, I was just that pissed off. Um, but uh, but I, the Falcons clearly choked this game away. Um, you know. And 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 I think we had talked about this on previous podcasts. Um and I kept saying, like, this is different from ninety seven. In ninety-seven, you know, you had your I mean '98, the, the ninety seven season, ninety eight Super Bowl. Um that year was different because even though the Falcons went fourteen and two, really and truly their Super Bowl was beating Minnesota in Minnesota because they had Randall Cunningham, they had Randy Moss's rookie year. They had Chris Carter, all these guys, and they went up there and and won in overtime. Um, And I kept saying that this was different because, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl that year, uh, you know, Denver was the favorite. And to be honest, their Super Bowl really was beating Minnesota. It wasn't, you know, it it was like the the feel was, okay. well, if, you know, they got a chance, but, you know, Denver's probably going to win. You know, so it was so it was cool. And everybody was like, okay, they'll be okay. Um, But this time this year, I mean, and now I will say this much if you had told me and and for those of you listening, you can go back and listen to our podcast uh, when we kick off the season. None of us picked the Falcons. I think we might have picked the Falcons and make the there may be one or two of us that picked the Falcons to make the playoffs. But nobody picked them to make it to the Super Bowl. So the season was a success. But I ain't trying to hear that at this point. You get yourself in a situation where you get a lead and not just a lead. You have a huge lead. And like Ken said, Julio Jones makes one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life because that ball that was thrown really should have been picked off. And the defensive back, when he gets up, if you see the, the camera, he's looking like, yo, I can't believe he caught it because he couldn't catch it. And so the Falcons have the ball on the 20-yard line, right? I mean, excuse me, 22-yard line. They run it on first down, and they, I think it's like a two-yard loss. So second and 12. So my thing is this, and it's about, I want to say about four minutes left in the game. At this point, you can either run the ball the next two downs and make, you know, New England burn their timeouts. And then you're probably going to kick a 40 something yard field goal, which Matt Bryant can make in his sleep. And you give Tom Brady the ball back with about two and a half minutes left. With no timeouts left. Now, if if Tom Brady can wheel his team back from an 11 point deficit with two minutes left in the game, then you deserve to lose because that would that would include scoring a touchdown, uh, getting the two point conversion, and get receiving an onside kick and kicking another game winning uh, game time field goal. So, but the Falcons they, they took their foot off the gas. Is what we saw is a team in New England that played for 60 minutes, and we saw a team in the Falcons that played for 48 minutes. It, 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 it's it's mind boggling to me that Kyle Shanahan would call two passing plays. And and here's the thing, Ken, on that second down where Freeman, well, not the one where Freeman missed the block, but but you make a good point about Freeman missing that block. They had just, not only was Freeman out, I mean uh, Tevin Coleman out, but your right tackle had just got knocked out. So you got two people in to get well, not so much as Freeman because we know Freeman can pass block, but your right tackle is in the game. He's probably going to need some help. There's a reason why he's not starting. You know, you got somebody off the bench. And so my thing is you go back to the the 20-yard line or 22-yard line. After that first down, and it was un- unsuccessful run, if you're going to throw the ball, do something on the perimeter where Ryan can get on the outside and it's a run-pass option. Not anything. You know, that way, he, if he's running, he can stay in bounds and fall down or have, and you're not losing yards. But to, even after – even after that second down and you took a sack, you're still within field goal range. Then there's a holding penalty. Then there's another sack. Now you're out of field goal range. And so, I mean, like, I for the life of me, I don't understand what the hell Kyle Shanahan was doing. You know, maybe it's karma. I mean, he lost his playbook you know, or got his playbook stolen. You know, he maybe he was focused on the, the 49er job. I don't know what the situation was. I'm glad he's the hell out of town. But... I can't really even put into words how pissed off I am at this point at this team and what this coaching staff allowed themselves. You, Cause you can't take your foot off the gas. Not when Brady's on the other Not, I mean like if this had happened in week six, somebody would have gotten fired. There's no doubt in my mind. Like in, in a regular season game, this would have gotten you fired. But even if in a regular season game, if this happens, you can still move on. You can say, okay, you know what? We got them next week. There is no next week. This is the Super Bowl. And for me, as a Falcons fan, and I'm the only one that's, you know, like I said, season ticket holder here, but I feel like not only did the Falcons let the city down, they let themselves down, but I feel like the Falcons let America down because outside of New England and the – Jock riding bandwagon fans that the Patriots have picked up over the last 10 years. Everybody else is rooting for the Falcons. Please understand that. If you're on social media, go check your timeline. Everybody was rooting for the Falcons for whatever reason. Some were rooting because they wanted to see this city win. Just like there were a lot of people that were rooting for Cleveland, you know, not so much as for LeBron, but for the city of Cleveland because they hadn't had a championship. This and, and they ran the stats during the game. This city has one major sports championship. And that was the Braves back in the day. So, yeah, they choke, man. I mean, and so that leads me to my next question: Which choke was bigger, Golden State or the Falcons?
2: The Falcons, I, the the Falcons, man. Not just, and maybe I'm I'm prisoner of the moment because they've done this. They've done this before. Didn't they do this against San Francisco? Yeah. In the NFC Championship game,
0: blew a big lead. It was seven. Yeah. Well. It, well it wasn't I wasn't. It was a seventeen point lead and, and and they you know they jumped out on it and they came back. San Francisco came back in the second half. And again, that game was at home. But that was just for the NFC championship game. This is for all the marbles. I, this
2: is I, I know, game. I know. And, and you go and lemon booty like
0: that? Oh, I'm sorry. So so who, who would you say no, choke I, Falcons or the,
2: the Warriors? I wanna say that I don't know, man. Like it's it's hard, man, because I think like they're both really, really bad. I know, right? <laughs> you know, you win seventy three games, and and um, and you don't you don't you don't win a title after being up three uh, one, and you lose game seven on your home court. On your like home
0: that's, court. That's, that's, yeah, you fought home court all bad. year.
2: <laughs> that's pretty bad, man. Like, look, let, and maybe maybe that is maybe if I remove my emotions from the game and really think about this, maybe that is the biggest choke because they were re- the resounding favorites to win. People right. were hopeful that Atlanta won. People were surprised that they were up 28-3. Right. But I also think that people didn't really believe that they were going to hold that lead. I was one when they were up 21 nothing or twenty 23. I was telling everybody, it's not over. You still have to mm-hmm. play football. I was the mm-hmm. only one in the house. Like, look, we still have to play football. It's not over. Let's wait until the clock. Because you just like FIFO says, man, you can't trust the Georgia team and you just you just knew just one or two things to go the, the wrong way and this thing could flip, especially with Brady on the other side, because let's just face it, this is the same bowl, Super Bowl, they've been here before. Um but so I, 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 I still I'm going to say <sighs> Golden State Warriors.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: going to say the Golden State Warriors. Based on seventy three, nine, you lost game seven on your home court, tie game, you let Kevin Love shut you down. You
0: carry <laughs> hit the, Kyrie hit
2: the pop one in your eye, you know, and and you missed multiple shots after multiple shots after multiple shots. Like that was your you had three not only that, you lost two home games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great point. Great point. So I'm going to say say that and because nobody really picked the 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 Falcons to win this game, right? Every single prediction I seen had, you know, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots. And um, and the other thing is, once Jason Jason Whitlock picked the Falcons, I knew it was over. <laughs> he 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 jumped on the uh the the um Panthers bandwagon last year, and and they lost. Um, but anyway, I, I'm going to remove my emotions because I thought about you too, Kyle. Like, all of you guys were in my head and in my heart, man. Like, for real, man. I, I, I couldn't sleep, man. I just felt so bad for y'all as, cause as die-hard Falcon fans. I can't even imagine the pain uh, it, that y'all may have felt, man. And, and it just, it really, it bothered me a lot that the Falcons um, did that, not only to the city, but to just y'all, period. And that's why it just, when I see this choke, it's just bad, but Oh my god, 31 points.
1: Oh my mm, god. Mm. They get 30. Yeah. Golden State. I think just just the fact that they were about to pull off an historic season. You're you're up 3 games. All you had to do is win one game with home court advantage. Mm. Just one. And no go. So yeah, I I I I have to go with the uh like like I said, because this you know, the Super Bowl is only one game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, NBA NBA finals, you have a series. So they had three chances to win <laughs> one game. Uh and, and, well, like I said, with two of those games being at home and you didn't pull it off. So I g I gotta go with Golden State.
3: Honestly, I think Golden State was a bigger choke job. And
1: In-
3: 3 1. You have multiple games. Like in, in football, it's only one game. It, it, it There's such a finality to football where basketball, you literally live to fight another day. You know what I'm saying? And the way Golden State lost that, yo, that is historic. Even though what happened this past Sunday with the Super Bowl was historic as well, I can see that happening. More so than a team in the NBA finals coming down, like coming back down 3 1 with the other squad having the only unanimous MVP. I I just, I I think that's a bigger choke job, in all honesty, man. I, I just, I can't see it any other way because we're not questioning Steph Curry like he's the greatest player of all time. You know, I think LeBron is in that conversation, Steph Curry's in the conversation of greatest shooter. But Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to play the game of football. It's just it's that cutthroat. So it doesn't surprise me. And, and it, it and and I don't think that that the Falcons, right? Like, even if they would have scored 35 points, Brady would have scored 36. It's 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 just one of those things, man. So to me, it's not a bigger choke job of the Falcons. I think Golden State had the bigger choke.
0: And the reason why I threw this question to you guys, because I, I had this discussion with um, one of my homeboys today, and he's a Falcons fan, too. And he he was trying to convince me that it was the Falcons. And I said, like Ken said, I think you're a prisoner of the moment. You know, I think what Golden State did, I mean, like Golden, we, we tend to forget how Golden State steamroll. I mean, it's like you said, be 73 and nine. Nobody's ever done that before. And then, you know, you know, they said Steph was hurt or he wasn't hurt or whatever the case may be. But nonetheless, you know, you got incredible performances from LeBron, um, Kyrie and then Kevin Love, you know, with the defensive stop at the end of the game. So, um, yeah, I think Golden State's choke was bigger. But this one, as a fan of the Falcons, this one's this one stings. And I don't know. I don't know how you get over this because and I don't to be honest, as a as a, as a fan, we'll get over it, I guess, at some point. Um, as a player, I don't know that you ever get over it. Because I, I was telling my sons, I'm like, I said this, and I played football in high school and college. There's still a couple of games from college that still, like, just thinking about the team burns me. Like, anytime I think about this team, like, I just, like, I wish... Even at forty-four, I could go out there and play, <laughs> put on my old jersey and and, and go against this team because I just I hate the fact that we lost because I felt like we were the better team. Um, I, I don't in this situation. I think the Falcons, you know, they they had it. They were so close. And I mean, like, man, it was people hit me up during the game. Yo, get the get the gone fishing pictures ready. You know, do put this person on the boat. You know, New. I mean, like on my Facebook timeline, I saw and I have Falcons. I have friends with Falcons fans that went to Houston that spent three, four, five grand, you know, to get down there, go to the game and the whole not. And, you know, their Facebook posts and stuff was very celebratory all the way through the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter happened. And I mean, like, you can't, you can't take your foot off the gas, man. And it's, it's, it's very, to say it's unfortunate. It's, it sucks, man. I mean, it again, and I tip my hats to, you know the patriots and bill belichick and tom brady cuz they got it done they kept playing uh the falcons they they learned the hard way so i guess my last question on this man um we know relatively speaking that new england's going to be you know in poised position to make another run next year uh this falcons team from what i can tell uh and and keep in mind this falcons team did all of this without their number 1 shutdown corner desmond Trufant, uh, and they lost uh Claiborne, the defensive end uh, in the, I want to say in the Seattle game, um, he'll be back and they'll be back. And they're relatively young. They have a lot of players on this team, you know, in their first and second year, they started three rookies on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, so conventional wisdom tells us that they, you know, should be good next year. What's next for the Falcons in your opinion? What's next for the
3: Falcons, man? Um, I definitely think they're going to be all right because that defense is young. Matt Ryan ain't going nowhere. And I think what Matt Ryan proved was that he can get to the big game. I don't think Matt Ryan choked all that much, even though he shouldn't have took that sack. But I think they're in prime position just like Seattle a couple years ago to go to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. Because When you look at the division, I don't think Carolina's coming back. Main reason their leader is a wani baby. It just saints. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do this off season. I, I think their run is over. The only team we really gotta worry about is Tampa Bay, and I don't think they're gonna be ready to we win the division and we have a good record like I think we are because those other two teams I think they're gonna be pretty sorry. We should have a first round. I think we get back to the Super Bowl and hopefully we win it. I'm not saying we're gonna win it. I don't know. But I'm not trusting the team. So that that that's that. I'm I'm never making that mistake again. Um but I, I definitely think that they need to get their offensive coordinator situation take We heard Ray Kelly now we are of those two guys are the best fit for the job if I had any say I'm taking North Turner North Turner is a proven commodity in the NFL look what he did with Sam Bradford he made Sam Bradford look like a true number 1 pick man he, like North Turner is that guy I think he can take what Shanahan had, ah, what Shanahan had, had either expand on it or keep it at where it's at. Um, I don't, I think Chip Kelly would be a mistake. And I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about Sarkeesian right now. Wasn't this the guy that was drinking on the job? Like, yeah. like come on, man. Like, how, how, how are you going to hire that guy? I would like to. Move, I, I trust. You know, um and then and they he, he won't be in Atlanta, man. Like you know, we get lit out here. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I don't know
1: if I, uh,
3: uh, uh, I again I will go north, Turner. Um uh, but I but look, everything is in place for the Falcons, man. They got the right GM, they have a great owner. They have a uh, have, an elite quarterback. Like I, I don't, I don't see, like I don't think it's all doom and gloom from this point. It's just paying the right guys, making the right moves, and and I think us with the organization because I've always had confidence in Dimitrov, Now you pair that with uh, Dan Quinn, I think we have a winning pair. So I'm excited for the Falcons to continuously be great. At least to have a Super Bowl run for at least the next two, three years.
1: I don't know, man. Didn't they hire someone very questionable? Yeah, yeah. They hired, yeah, they hired someone s- very questionable on the office. Steve a, Car- Sarkeesian from
0: uh just this afternoon. They hired Steve Sarkisian, uh the former Another
1: officer. Loser. That's what I'm saying. Someone very <laughs> questionable. No no, no no correction. A drunk loser. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like now you have to you have to have a pretty much get a have a whole new offense. You know, well, now
0: here's what they said. Dan Quinn uh, released a statement. I, I think he did a press conference this afternoon. He said that head coach Dan Quinn said that uh, one of the reasons why they hired Sarkisian was that he was very similar, very familiar with the terminology of the offense that Shanahan ran, mm-hmm. and that they they're not they're not going to change the terminology or anything like that. They're going to keep the same stuff that they've been doing. So he just has to be up to speed with it. So you know, so it's not going to be a lot of change.
2: Offensive. I can't trust anything
0: uh, Dan Quinn says anymore. They got to mm-hmm. show him <laughs> Yeah. They got to really, show him Uh-uh. And I mean, how how bad is Dan Quinn? He was on the losing end of a situation where Pete Carroll decides to go for because Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator when they played the Patriots and Pete Carroll decides to throw on the one-yard line and it gets picked off and they lose to New England. And then – he he blows a, a a lead like this. He he's gotta feel like shit.
2: Well, he's 0-2, and if you think about it, if you really if you really, really think about this, um, and this is why I came to the conclusion that night that Brady is the luckiest Super Bowl winning quarterback of all time. Gotta be. Because he should have two more losses. He should be three and four. He should be three and four. And I know a, a counter argument could be made about the two catches that uh, New York got. Um, but I'm just talking about what has happened mm-hmm. and the last two Super Bowls they played with. <laughs> he should be – three. <laughs> Kyle, it, it it comes down to three should have been called running plays. Yeah. Three running plays, maybe four, if Marshawn Lynch don't get in on, on that second down. Four running plays, and he could realistically be three and four, three and four. Mm. And and if if you really think about it, it took a poor call by Pete Carroll um, for him to win number four. Brady had nothing to do with that outside of the the comeback, which was uh, happened against a limping deep Seattle defense. Mm. But nevertheless, he was on the sideline. He 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 thought it was over then too. So it 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 took that play. It took a an incredible catch by Julian Edelman. That was one hell of a oh, catch. Oh yeah, that was sweet. I would that give him sweet. all the props for that. That was a hell, yeah. hell of a catch. That was sweet. Um, uh, by by him, but uh, to help, you know, add on to it. But real realistically, three you know two running plays, and and they lose that. It just took a meltdown by the Falcons. So, you know, a series of unfortunate events for for both teams. He's the luckiest Super Bowl-winning quarterback of all time. He hasn't blown – in. you were down 28-3. That's why he's not the GOAT to me, man. I don't care what anybody say. He could be second best. Montana had no issues in the Super Bowl. No. 4-0. 4-0. And he didn't, need, he didn't need luck to win. He didn't need luck to win. And that's irrefutable. That's irrefutable, dog. And so, you know, look, I'm not going to argue with people about it. Like I said, coming into the game – he was already universally recognized as greatest quarterback of all time among a lot of people. He's just not my greatest quarterback of all time when people really take their their, their blinders off and really look at it and evaluate it. But five is five. And I, you know, and coming back from 25 points, it's coming back from 25 points. You need help. You need a lot of help. Yeah. They still have to go make the plays. But the fact is you were down 25 points <laughs> and you threw a pick six.
0: Oh Come yeah, yeah, Troy. Oh man, yeah. That I'm getting mad all over. That, you. that Falcon and, and you know what? That Falcon defense, like you said, Ken. That Falcon defense was spent. But I will give them props, man. They they won the field for ninety plus plays, and I, I don't give a damn who you are. If you want to field ninety plays, you're not. It, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna be good for you in the end. But you know, they hit Brady. They harassed him. They. I mean, Grady Jarrett had three sacks in the Super Bowl. I don't think Grady Jarrett had three sacks all season. And Brady's head was down, man. Of course, man. He, he was done. When I mean, his head gets down, Brady is quit. Brady's giving up. Brady's sulking. A pick six. I mean, like, it was, it, everything was there, man. And you just choked it away. And it's, oh, man,
2: it's crazy. But to answer the question, I, I, in, B, were you done? I, yeah. You know, we kind of, yeah,
1: yeah, I was done.
2: All right, all right look, um, I thought about this. I think the Falcons gonna win it all next year. I'm gonna say it right now. Even with the um, offensive coordinator. Um. Look, Brady's had different offensive coordinators, right? If 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 we believe, you know, and and if there's a system that they have in place that's working, um, it's just about calling plays. Yeah, they have a young defense. They have a young defense. They got a lot of experience. But if
0: it, but if it's about calling plays, why the Did we run the ball? Why did we run the ball? (laughs) You know what? I'll tell you why, Kyle. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell
2: you what happened. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan wanted to beat Belichick. I'm sorry. They wanted to be the reasons why they won that game. So if any of those two pass plays
0: worked, then they all oh, man, he stayed aggressive. And you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm with you. And I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I think the problem is, is that it,
2: game
3: you all, you
0: have, game. all you have to do is just play the mathematics. That's all you have to do. You ain't gotta be a hero. Just play the mathematics. You're a hero when the
2: game is over. Exactly. But, uh. and, and that's it. It's football one-on-one. It's football one-on-one. You jumped out 28-3. You know everybody. Everybody watching the game know the Patriots coming back. We knew that Falcons defense
0: wasn't great. You were spotted twenty five points, and your defense like was you falling.
2: Said, you know, just math.
0: They're just all you had to do is do the math. I mean, like it, that's crazy to me. I, I you know what, Ken? I won't go as far as saying that they'll be. I think they should be good next year. The schedule is very favorable for them to be good. Um, because this year the Falcons had statistically the hardest schedule. Um, and they still came out 11 and five and, you know, made the run that they had. Um, I, I, maybe it's, maybe it's my emotions talking, but I could see the Falcons making the playoffs, but I, Super Bowl, Nah, now in 2019, yeah. 2019. Yeah. But it, it's that. And, and here's the thing. And it's one thing I keep, and I was telling my son this the other night, the most difficult thing there is about football, uh, particularly on this level is that you don't get a chance to start over. Like, I mean, like you don't get a chance to pick up where you left off. Right. So everybody starts over. Now we just saw NBA finals last summer where LeBron and, and, and Kyrie and Kevin Love won a championship and they brought their same team back. So they're the, they're at the very least their odds on favorite to get back to the finals. Again, we saw golden state team, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond, they went and got Kevin Durant. So they're the odds-on favorite to get back. So, so you know, those teams like that, especially in that league, is really just a – I mean, we talk about it all the time. Not that a regular season doesn't matter, but they are playing for the playoffs. They're not – you know, and are playing not to, not to get hurt. Um, but in the NFL, man, so much stuff happens. You have free agency. You have guys getting hurt. You have guys getting cut. I mean, we saw – uh, a very good and talented Cam Newton led Carolina Panther squad, and then this past year, you know, the offensive line was decimated with injuries. Cam wasn't black, you know, and he was. <laughs> <laughs> Cam wasn't black no more. He he was taking PR lessons, and his quarterback rating went down. I mean, like all kind, like think about it, Cam. All kind of shit happened between last between the Super Bowl. And the end of this season, like that, ain't even the same Carolina team that we saw. Now, the, obviously, one of the biggest things that happened to Carolina was they they let their all world cornerback go. You know, they cut uh, Josh Norman. But um, I I'd like to think Ken and B that the Falcons could bounce back. They certainly have enough talent. They're young and they're you know on the rise. Um, I'm just in my feelings, man. I maybe. I'm like the girlfriend now. I don't want to get hurt. My feelings is hurt. <laughs> My feelings is hurt, y'all. I ain't gonna front. So I, so I'm gonna be very pessimistic. So when you, so when y'all hit me up on Twitter and say, "Hey, man, the Falcons are looking good this season," I'm gonna be like, "Hey, man, just talk to me in the playoffs." Because I, 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 I have to. And, and just for you, for those of you listening who don't live inside the city of Atlanta, um, it was a lot. Man, it was a lot of sad faces and a whole bunch of places. Monday morning. I mean, like when I walked into my office, my office building, when I say everybody that I saw had the same look on their face black, white, Puerto Rican, Italian, whatever. Everybody had the same look on their face. Everybody was just like, it, it, it was like it was in a fog. And then, like Ken said, like in a lot of ways, it felt like the election, man. But this one, this one was personal because you had it. You had it, you know. So, I'd like to think that the Falcons are gonna be, over, but I'm gonna need y'all to convince me otherwise. Cause I, I, yeah, you I, know what?
2: I want to amend my comments by saying, let let me see what happens in the off season also, because Devontae Freeman want to get paid, mm-hmm. and he's part of that. Like I think they need him to make, uh, not to. I, it helps to have him in that offense. Um, so yeah, I want to see what happens with that and. And you know Matt Ryan is is going to come back back white, so we don't have to worry about him switching teams. <laughs> <laughs> that that was funny, guy. But so I think we'll be fine there. And you know he's good friends with with Brady, so you know that's going for him as well. And like I say, he's very Brady like. So it's it's really going to be up to so. And I think that they can le- look. They learned. From the year before, right? When they lost it. a lot of close games, made mistakes, this, that, and the other. So if they can just take it to the next step, Super Bowl hangover is real. We've seen yeah,
0: that. Yeah, it is. It is. It so truly is.
2: That could very well play into this. So we'll find out. But if 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 Matt Ryan adopts Brady's mindset, where Brady is like, I'm going back, if Brady, if Matt Ryan wants to be considered elite. Then, no matter what happened, he's gonna come back because Brady has lost Super Bowls. He's lost mm-hmm. two. And he's came back the very next year. So, I would if if Matt Ryan is that guy, there won't be a Super Bowl hangout. And he's more of a quarterback than you know Cam Cam Newton really is. So, and, uh, I think he'll be fine. And it, so.
1: and it, and it also goes to show you too, like. You know, we see them playing. You, you know, usually when you see a team playing a Super Bowl, you think like, "Oh yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back." And in most cases, we've seen teams don't mm-hmm. return back to Super Bowls, man. Which is that's it's tough. That's why you have to seize this, you have to yeah, seize cause, this moment because you never know, Ken. We we might not see Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl again. You know, what I'm saying he might he might sniff yep. a divisional or an NFC Championship game. He might not get back there. You know, yeah,
0: we, and, and we, it's it's like you said, B. It, it's it's. It's a lot in the air. I mean, yeah. you know, you, God forbid what happens if your, you know, running back tears an ACL right. or your number one receiver, right. you know, breaks, it breaks his yeah. leg or, or your franchise quarterback gets
1: caught fighting dogs. Yeah, um, man. you never, you, I never mean, <laughs> I mean, you never know, man. I mean, it, you know, you, you know, people say, people say it like, it's just so easy, but you know, from, you know, folks like us who play sports and stuff, you know, it's, it's tough grinding through a whole season and then going through a playoff and then getting back to the championship game again. It, it, it's tough. It's, it's not I, a walk in the park. It's really I had not. A
0: coach, I had a coach in college, Coach George Wheeler, God rest his soul. He would always say, he said, man, he said, starting over ain't ever easy. And that, and that is so true. Um, but one thing that's encouraging, I read a quote from um, Falcons free safety, uh, uh, Keanu Neal, who's a rookie. Uh, he said, he said he said basically said I wasn't good enough. He said mm. we didn't win. So I wasn't good enough. We weren't good enough. And he said so he said it's left a bitter taste in my mouth. He said I got to get this taste out of my mouth. He said so. He said when we get back to Atlanta he said I'm back in the gym on Tuesday. He's like I'm not that's taking the, any I'm not taking any time off. And that's the other thing think about on that last drive. How many times was the ball tipped in the air? Oh my God! At least three times, and each time they dropped. Every time the ball dropped, yeah. I
2: see the factor on the ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, like even even the 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 play that Brady threw to uh, Martellus Bennett before they scored in overtime, uh, Vic Beasley got a hand on it, but yes. he just he, and he really, if he put two hands up, he probably could have caught it. I mean, just imagine picking off Brady in that instance right there. How how the momentum would have shifted you get the touchback, you get the ball back and you're going back the other way. And if you kick a field goal, you win. Um, That's why they
2: ran it on the next possession.
0: Exactly. And so it's, it's, uh, I, I'm hopeful. Um, but I, my feelings, my feelings are too hurt for me to believe that the Falcons are going to do anything else. And I feel bad for the city, man. You know, I don't, I feel bad for fans like myself. I feel bad for fans who've been here a lot longer than me. and have seen a lot worse. Um but fans like me who've been through the, the Vic years, um, the highs and lows of that. The highs were very high. You know, but when he got indicted, boy, the lows were low, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, the Matt Ryan era, it, it was, you know, it's it's been good these last ups few and years. Downs. Yeah, it's been ups and downs. I mean, keep in mind this Falcons, this Falcons organization up until about four years ago had never won back-to-back seasons. That's that's crazy to me. You haven't an, an, an organization that's been in existence since 1966 and up until i think it was five years ago they had never had back-to-back winning seasons um so you know i'm i'm almost certain the patriots will at the very least be back in the mix i mean hell they play in the afc east so they're gonna win that division anyway Mm -hmm. um but you know pittsburgh should be back uh in over in the nfc i mean you got dallas when those young boys get it together they're gonna be a problem You never know what the hell Eli and crew are gonna do, Um, and Rogers. Rogers is gonna reload, and then here in the NFC South, where the Falcons are, you know, you gotta figure that you know maybe Cam gets black this year, and Cam comes back, and uh, you know uh, (laughs) Breeze, you can't count him out. Jameis, 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 they got a nice squad down in Tampa. They were maybe I
2: jumped
0: the the gun. uh, You know what? If I had Ken, honestly, if I had to pick. A division winner from the NFC South next season, I'm picking Tampa right now. Yeah. Because those boys are hunt they they just don't know how to win. Um and to be honest, they I think they were one game away from making the playoffs. So and if they had gotten in the playoffs, I don't know if you necessarily wanted to see Jameis and those boys. And Jameis is slowly but surely coming on. If he gets his turnovers down, he's gonna be he's gonna be a really good quarterback. But um, but yeah, man, that's that's the Super Bowl wrap up. Uh we wanna get into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Hall of Fame inductees were announced uh, this past weekend and one huge uh, omission or person who did not make the Hall of Fame, Terrell
1: Owens, man, um, B, wh- why are they holding T.O. out, man? <laughs> man, this is crazy. I. This is a really prime example. This is a prime example of when the media, when them guys don't like you, they mm. don't like you because it is really no excuse that this dude should should not, he should have been a first battle hall of famer, man. Like it's just off his numbers alone. And you, you want to talk about locker room. So basically pretty much based on the hall of fame standards, um, you know, Calvin Johnson going to be a hall of famer. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's a good guy. He's a good guy in a locker room. Um, <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald going to be a first battle hall of famer, even though I'm ai fa- I like Larry Fitzgerald, but I'm just saying, but like their numbers do not stick out like a sore thumb, like Terrell Owens, you know, and from what teammates and guys that play with him, they say, hey, look, rather what he do in the locker room, but when he's out there in that field, he's giving 150% out there, and that's a dude you want going to war with you out in the football field. Teammates that didn't like him or liked them said this, the exact same thing about him. So there's no question you can't deny that dude's play. You know, he's he's out there to play ball, and the fact that his numbers are like this and he, you know, Still gotta wait. And granted, you know, you had other great receivers, as in Chris Carter and uh, what's? Lin- I think Len Swann didn't he? Didn't he wait like six, seven years before he was? Yeah, yeah, Swann. Yeah. So you wow. know, and he. I mean, that's a great receiver. So you know, you get. You know, I, I don't. Was Marvin Harrison in the first ballot? or a, a Nope,
0: he- nope. They made Marvin wait too. That's what I'm but saying. I mean, so know, Mar- Mar- Marvin had other
1: issues. Yeah, I think the only first ballot I could think off off the top of my head was Jerry Rice. That was a, as far as receivers, I know. I think it says only five receivers. That are that's been first ballot Hall of Famers, but um, I know Jerry Rice was one of them. But yeah, you know, if they just doing this whole weight game with To, I think his number sticks out far enough to where he at least should be this year a second ballot Hall of Famer, if not a first ballot. So now, gotta see if he's gonna be a third ballot Hall of Famer or a fourth ballot. So it, it's it's crazy, man. It it, it really the, this the the process. I don't know. I, I'm with Shannon Sharp where. You know, you got to get more guys, more, you know, guys that are in the Hall of Fame like, like him or Chris Carter. Other guys that know what it takes to be, to have Hall of Famer credentials kind of have a say-so, like a lot of them should. So, yeah, it, it's tripped out, man, how T.O. is not in Hall of Famer, man. Like, when I saw that tweet, no, nah, no, nah, my boy texted me like, man, T.O. didn't get in. I was like, wait a minute, you, you, you ain't talking about a club. You, you, you talking <laughs> about like a club or something to get in? You ain't talking about the Hall of Fame, right? He was like, "Yeah, man." Then I started seeing. I saw his tweet uh, that To tweeted. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy." But you let a kicker get in before To. Granted, you know the kicker. What's his name? Anderson, the old dude. Or that, Anderson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he he laid it down. But then you gonna put a kicker over To? Come on, man! Stop. You know, stop he, it. here's the thing, B. When you were talking, I
0: I pulled up his stats. His Oh, uh, 15,934 yeah. 15, yeah. career see- receiving yards are second in That's NFL crazy. history. His 153 touchdowns are third. So he is the second best, he's the second best statistically, the second best receiver of all time. Of all time. And, he's,
1: <laughs> and he's waiting? Right. Come, right. On, Come like, on, son. Yeah, man. That's I, I, I'm i speechless. It, it just shows like the NFL really don't like you. All, all because of Quote unquote, And then even teammates said Like even guys who was in the locker room He was like T.O. didn't really say nothing He said he T.O. didn't say nothing to you Unless you said something to him And then if you mm. said something to him And you didn't like what T.O. said back to you That's your problem He said but most time They said T.O. was just in the locker room Quiet to himself Until someone messed with him So I don't know man it, it, when, when, the media play, when, when the media paints you as that villain They'll stick with it And, and run it to the ground Like for real
2: and and that's what I think it is, B. I think that the media has a narrative. Yep. From people who were upset by To's replies, because we're living in a in an America mm-hmm. where everybody's sensitive. Yep. And you know they <laughs> said he tore those teams apart, and you know if you have people coming out speaking teammates speaking up for To talking about what really went on in the locker room, I think that needs to be, excuse me, taken into consideration. So I knew it, Actually, I'll I not I'll take that back. I was shocked that he didn't get in. I was shocked that he didn't get in. But what I will say is that I think T.O. should chill out a bit and wait. Because as you highlighted, B., there are a lot of great quarterback. I
1: mean, C. there are a
2: lot of great – Right, wide receivers that had to wait five, six years to get in. Chris Carter, what six years? He was talking about it today. So
0: pretty much, Randy so, Moss,
1: Randy Moss, not going to be a first battle Hall of Famer. Then, well, that,
0: well, that was that was my next question. If, if To had to wait, if Marvin Harrison had to wait, uh, Randy Moss going to wait? If I'm wait. not. Do you think Do you think Moss is, is not yeah. going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame?
1: I think he is.
0: I don't think so. No, I think he I is. Don't think
1: so. All because he mooned the Green Bay Packers and the <laughs> precious Brett Favre. The precious Brett Favre Packers. You know how they treated Brett Favre? He was the golden boy for a minute too. All because he pulled on his pants and moon. Not literally put on his pants. Right. All because he mooned the 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 uh, the fans and all straight cash, homie. All that's watch. He he's gonna be a second. I, I give him second ballot. He's not going
2: to be a first ballot. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he was. No, no, no. I said he was.
1: He's not going to be a first ballot. At this rate, at 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 this at the way they they treat these receivers, no. He's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Randy Moss. Nope.
0: You know, I I think I think Moss would get in and I think because I think Moss's relationship with the media wasn't as contentious contentious as TO's um and then Moss is a member of the media now. I, I don't I think that helps. Even though he's not, you know, it ain't like he out there kissing nobody's ass. But I think Moss, you know, with him being on Fox and 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 whatnot. Well, no, he's not on Fox. Is he on Fox or he, he's on ESPN? I'm sorry. Um well he started off on Fox and then going to ESPN. I think that'll bode well for him. I I just it's it's unfortunate, man, because I think it's it's so political and it's so it's you. I, I wonder, like, what, like, and Ken, I didn't realize this, and this is gonna make you laugh. Do you know that Jason Whitlock has a Hall of Fame vote? I oh didn't my know God. that. I didn't know that. So it's like you, you have people who have these votes, and they, and some of them clearly have agendas. And if they don't like a player, then he's not getting in. I mean, he's like,
2: the clown of all clowns.
0: And so here's the thing, like, like if you saw the the, the final balance, like one of the guys that got in this year was Kenny Easley. Uh, former safety for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Now I remember Kenny Easley when I was coming up, Kenny Easley was a beast, but you know, the way that they vote, it's almost like they say, okay, well, if we put one guy on this position in, then anybody else that in that's that played that position doesn't get in. And I say that because Kenny Easley got in, but John Lynch and Brian Dawkins didn't get in. So it's like, you know, I, I guess they under operate. They operate under the premise of if we pick one safety, we're not going to pick three. You know, and I think Lynch and and Dawkins are both worthy of getting it, and I think they'll get in eventually. When they get in, I don't know, but to me, a guy like T.O. with those stats, I mean, if T.O. was if he played, you know, I don't want to say play by the rules, but if he you know did what he was supposed to do as far as media requests and all stuff like that, if he wasn't doing sit ups in his driveway, um. But I've never heard a teammate say anything bad about T.O. Like B said, I, all the stuff I've ever heard was that he's been a, a really, really good teammate. I mean, he, you saw him get on that cry on TV for Tony Romo when Tony Romo was sorry. I mean, who else would do that? Ain't nobody else doing that for Tony Romo. Um, so, yeah, I man, I, I, T.O., I think, should have already been in. And they might make his ass wait another year. But Moss, I think Moss gets in. But I but I think at this I think at this point, Ken and B, I think they're they're really trying to stick because remember, last year TO didn't get in and he criticized Marvin Harrison for giving. Now keep in mind, Marvin Harrison's statistics don't stack up to TO's. And he had some you know negative things to say about Marvin Harrison. So I I don't know. I mean, I don't know,
2: man. And and that's why and that's why TO need you should just chill out because he's kind of validating the reasons why they're not letting him in mm-hmm. by saying, oh, it's a flawed process. You're being outspoken and critical of something that we all know is flawed. And Chris Carter basically flip-flopped today because I guess he found out that, you know, locker room is part of it. I think they just made that up or put it out there. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere because nobody mm-hmm. was arguing that point uh, earlier when this first came up before uh it was announced that he wasn't going to get in. So, you know, for me, I, I don't see, I don't think Randy's going to get in for, um, because, you know, he, here's a guy that said he practiced or plays when he want to play or something like that, the mooning incident. And for I don't know what happened in New England, but they got rid of him and he left there with the negative reputation, but we don't know what happened. They never really told us what happened in New the England. The
0: only thing I remember happening in in New England camp was that Moss started talking publicly about wanting a contract extension, and you know, in New England, you don't do that. You don't talk money. Not in not in the. I mean, like New England. Some of New England's players don't even talk to the media. Period, because that they run a tight ship up there. So that kind of way that it. But it, but you're right. It, it 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 ha it was real strange. I mean, they got rid of him quick too. Yeah,
2: and and nobody nobody besides. Okay, so yeah, you're right about that. But that's it. But the way they talk about his career in in it in New England, they make it appear as if they got rid of him because he turned back into the old Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. So it was he just got out of character. It wasn't the quote unquote. Patriots way so His reputation I think is stinging from that I think They'll make him him wait but if I was T.O. man I would just chill out Because once you get in they can't kick you out I don't think but Once you in you in and that's It and then everybody's arguing Whether or not you should have been in Or they may not argue about it at all because You're already in and you're going to Get in they can't keep you out forever Because the stats are just too great and for me, personally, I loved everything about TO. I loved when he walked to the to the middle of the field in Dallas. <laughs> it, just, it made football exciting, man. Um so yeah, I, I I loved it. But I think Randy, they'll they'll make Randy wait. I hope not,
0: but we'll see. I hope not either. I I I think it's a travesty that they're making TO wait. But um, because you can't, I mean, ultimately, and I know some people make it. Well, you know, it's it's people who beat women and drug dealers and all kind of people in the hall. I mean, they based that on their what they did on the field. So what if you base your decision to bring TO into the Hall of Fame on what he did on the field, it, it, it's it's not even a question. I read you his stats. So that that can't be questioned. His record's impeccable. TO is the second
3: Best wide receiver to ever play the game. I do not understand how he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. The problem is, is that these writers and all of this stuff, they just they want to be relevant, man. And that's the reason why they're not voting this guy. Oh well, he wasn't good in the lock. What the hell is that? Or like, what statistic is that? Where, where do they measure locker room at? Like, like I, I, I've never seen that in the record book. So how in the hell are you using that? To keep him out of the Hall of Fame, which is primarily based off of stats. Mm-hmm. Statistically, this guy's the second best wide receiver, man. What What the hell are we doing? What kind of society are we living in, where you put up numbers, but we're not going to enshrine you because we ain't like your attitude, man? Get the hell! You wasn't even in this locker room. You You <laughs> sounded you man. sounded get,
1: just get like these people. You. you sounded just like I was sounding. It's crazy, man,
3: yo. It, it, that is blasphemy. I, I, th- I and, and I agree with To. What type of credibility does the Hall of Fame have now? Like right. he's the second greatest wide receiver without question. You have to, this is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm more of a Moss guy. I like Moss more than To. Moss should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he shouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer if To's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, so all of this, man. Look. To me, there's guys that you have to question. Should this guy be in the Hall of Fame? Because this is Skip Bayless' whole, whole ideology to break mm-hmm. down the Hall of Fame. Do I have to even question? Well, what the hell do you have to question about to on the field? What What is there to question? When he was older, yeah, did he have a little bit of the drops? Yeah. Was he the best hands catcher? Yeah, no. But the man got touchdown. The man got yards. The man played on one leg in the Super Bowl. They should have been the MVP if they would have won. What are we talking about here, man? Oh, man. I, you know, I, like, there are certain sports topics, you know, Kobe LeBron, that just frustrate the hell out of me sometimes. This is wonderful. In all honesty, I really don't want to talk about it anymore because <laughs> – because, because what the fuck is there to talk about, man? This first ballot Hall of Fame, that's it. That's it. There's nothing to talk about. Like, T.O. should have been in... A, give the man the jacket, man. And and Randy Moss, too. Randy Moss is a top five wide receiver to ever play the game. To me, look, Hall of Fame should be very, fairly simple. If you are top ten in the majority, especially in the NFL, if you're top 10 in your positions statistical categories if wide receivers have what like touchdowns receiving yards um catches in two out of them three you top 10 you're automatically a hall of famer what what, like there's nothing to talk about oh well this get out of here bro (laughs) get out of here because if we're going to talk about off the field issues and stuff how the hell is michael irvin a damn hall of famer how 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 is Lawrence Taylor a Hall of Famer? How? how so? Get look, man. I, I, look, if we bring this up on on this sports show again, I'm not talking about it. I will forfeit my go.
0: <laughs> um, and unfortunately, there's no more. I mean, other than the combine and and the draft, I mean, there's not really a lot of football to talk. I mean, we'll have stuff to talk about. So we definitely appreciate you guys for listening to the Dead End Sports podcast. Obviously, we'll, there will be more and more football talk as we go forward. But um, it's time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, uh, we are Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. If you haven't done so, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got a ton of videos on there, a lot of great content. More content to come. Go to youtube.com backslash Sports. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine. So, with our final closing thoughts, uh, B, I'll throw it to you. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us tonight?
1: Um, just you know, like I, I think I said earlier today. I think, I think the Super Bowl is uh, it's always great when you have a great Super Bowl game. You know, to to kind of finish off to put an exclamation point on this NFL season. You know, it's always bad when you have a great NFL season good playoffs, and then it just kind of finished off in the dud. I'm glad that we had a game that literally had us on the edge of our feet. History-making, mm-hmm. first time ever going to overtime. You know, I, I thought it was great. You know, Tom Brady won his fifth, being, a, you know, the only QB quarterback to have, you know, uh, five Super Bowl rings, get five titles, playing his, se- his seventh Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a great way, you know, to finish out the season, man. It sucks. I'm looking forward to fantasy football. I know, I know – I always have mixed feelings when it's like when I lose, I'm like ah, but you know it's like when it comes back again, you like oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm itching again. You can't wait to draft and training camp and everything. So you know I hope we have a I hope we have a, a, a free agency and off season that can kind of get us excited for the up you know the next you know upcoming NFL season. So you know other than that, hey, I, I I just salute the NFL for for giving us a great game to finish off the seasons, and I hope 2017 to be even just as crazy, if not crazier.
0: No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? I'll say this. I'll say this.
2: I will never forgive Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan for mm. what they did for losing this game. That was right there, mm. provided mm. that Matt Bryant that Bryant makes that kick, which more than likely probably will have. Right. I would never. I, and I said this to Jay Forrest on Twitter. Um, I will never forgive them for that because they just let they let a whole city down. And the only way they will be forgiven is if they win a Super Bowl. They gotta make it well, Cal, get him up out of here. We glad he's he gone. Yeah, he's gone. But Quinn, Quinn, you 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 gotta make this up, bruh. Mm-hmm. You 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 on the hot seat. You you on the hot seat as soon as that game was over. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Cause it
0: 'cause we gonna we're gonna get you up out of here next. Oh man, my final thought, man. Um, first and foremost, uh shout out to uh shout out to the Super Bowl for recognizing the uh greats from HBCU's historically black colleges. They did a acknowledgement of the twenty-eight players that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that are from HBCU's, uh one of which was my uncle Harry Carson, who played at the same school that I played at, South Carolina State University. So it felt good to see all of the uh, HBCU alums who are uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That that was great to see. Um, but my final thought is uh, celebration. Celebration. Um, when you win, teams normally decide to go to the White House to visit the president. Uh, it has been stated that uh, two New England Patriots thus far, uh, cornerback Devin McCourty and tight end uh, Bennett which Bennett is it? Martell- Bennett? Martellas Bennett? Um, they decided that they are not going to the White House to visit the current president. And I know a lot of times people get on social media and decide to say whatever they feel. But I saw some tweets. I don't know, if Ken, or B, if you guys saw these tweets. Uh, somebody tweeted to Devin McCordy, go back to the cotton field, you N-word. Uh- and these are Patriots fans. These are, See, Patriots, fans. These are Patriots fans. Boston so, is a racist city. So, so here, here's my little rant to you all. Uh, mm. It is the option. It's not a tradition. It is the option of a team to visit the White House. There's, you don't have, there's no mandate that you have to go. And for those of you who want to be critical of Devin McCourty and Martellus Bennett for not going, keep in mind that a certain quarterback, number 12, the guy that you guys referred to as the greatest quarterback of all time, decided that he did not want to go see Barack Obama when he was in office. So when you run the story about McCourty and Martellus Bennett not going, don't forget that Captain America couldn't go see Barack. That's going to do it for us, for Ken, for B, for FIFO. I'm your host, 12Kyle. Thanks again for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. Catch you guys next time. Peace.